What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast. We got some great friends that support the show. Go over to dutikbrand.com for all the latest coaching accessories. I actually had a friend of mine who I haven't seen in two years. We coached a, uh, a camp together in St. Louis, and he actually DM'd me this morning and was like, hey, man, I just found out about this Dutik brand stuff. Like, is it good? And I was like, a Toro. Yes, it's good. Like, it's incredible. Like, you're going to love it. And he he got into it. And I said, man, when you check out, use the promo code soccer chat, get yourself a discount. And he was like a discount. And I was like, yeah, man, use soccer chat, the promo code at checkout and get yourself a sweet discount over at dutikbrand.com. Shout out to the homies over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com, the world's greatest ball pump. I noticed my team uh, at Brescia this week, we had training the other night. And uh, when we train on our futsal court, I tend to keep the balls a little bit lower than normal. And uh, the girls were all asking for more air in the balls. And I was like, well, how come? Like we try to keep it a little bit lower when we play futsal. And uh, one of them said, I just really want to use that cool pump. And that cool pump is a Torx. So go over T-O-R-R-X.com and get yourself the world's greatest ball pump. Shout out to our friends over at Michigan Soccer Central. It's at M-I Soccer Central on Twitter for all the latest news and updates regarding soccer professionally and amateur in the state of Michigan. And I saw the other day, we got a new follow. It's Ohio soccer central. And I know that there's a massive like beef between the state of Ohio and Michigan because of college football and college sports. So now Michigan can kind of hold it over the head. Like, Hey, like we had soccer central first. Now there's Ohio. Uh, I'm going to see if I can start like a little war between the two, but shout out to them. Uh, Ohio soccer central for, for getting out here. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, I made my U six coaching debut tonight. How'd that go? I still cannot win a game. It's, I feel like <laughs> you're more forgiven at the U six level. Like I, I don't think, I, I, I feel like this, it's, it's, it's hard to win the U six level. You just need a really, really fast kid that runs past everyone and scores all the goals. We, uh, before the game. So like we, we train at the same time as another team. I think there's like six or eight teams in our, in our league. And uh-huh. so we typically scrimmage against the orange team. And the girl, and you know, the girls have gotten to know the orange team. And uh, Quinn was like, well, who are we playing tonight? And I was like the pink team. And she goes, Oh, they're really, really good. I was like, how do you know? We play, we scrimmage and practice with the orange team. She's like, I look at the pink team while we're practicing. They're pretty good. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for that analysis. Is there anything else that we need to know? And she was like, no, she's like, it'll be tough, but we'll be all right. I'm like, okay. Um, and I have to clarify, I tweeted out that we lost 20 to one, uh, my wife is trying to tell me that it was only like eight to one, but it seemed like a lot of goals. And I told her, I swear they scored five times a quarter. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that, but it just seemed like they just like kept pounding and kept pounding and kept pounding. Um, but uh, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was a lot of fun. I did ask the girls after the game and I kept reassuring it throughout the game. Like, Hey, are you guys having fun? And they were like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like so much fun. I'm so tired. Uh, and uh, Quinn, this she's obviously solder and she was like yeah but we're losing we need to start scoring some more goals and i was like ah you know the score doesn't matter let's just have some fun and the girls are like yeah and quinn's like yeah but if we're gonna win this game we have to score more goals than them and i was like i'm glad you've established that now quinn like thank you so uh you know it was fun it was fun didn't have any accidents nobody got hurt nobody cried uh knock on wood trying to trying to keep that going i know like when you have the younger girls you're uh, you know, your something's bound to happen at some point, but, uh, uh, you know, enough about my, my U6 career and the fact that I still cannot win a game in the years of 2020 and 2021 so far. Um, 
Nick, you won your first game at St. Mary's. Uh, Bianca won two games in a row, her first two games uh, at um, Minnesota Morris. And our friend Katie Berkepeck won her first two games as the head coach at Benedictine College. Uh, whatever y'all secrets are, please share them because I, I, I'm, I'm running out of gas. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it was really nice to get off the chest just because going into – so we have a seven-game conference season this year, and our record against those teams last year was one in six. And so I'm, like, looking at our schedule. I was like, I don't think we're going to lose all the game, but there is definitely a scenario where we lose all of the games. And I start my career 0-7, and, and it didn't start great. St. Thomas, uh, which you get, is a phenomenal team. And we, we really did a good job for 65 minutes. And then with 11 minutes to go, we were dead even in shots and down 1-0 and then conceded three goals in the last 11 minutes to lose 4 nothing. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a rough go because we played my first three games at St. Mary's were against a D2 school, against an Elite 8 school. Uh, school that's going division one next year in St. Thomas. And then the co-champion of our conference, which was Augsburg. I was like, this is not like the welcome to the conference and the school that I really wanted, but our players to their credit uh, got over the St. Thomas loss pretty quick. And we, I don't, they did a good job. I mean, I, I don't, I would love to take any, any credit, but I, I think that they, uh, they, they, they came out and they played really, really hard. So that was, it was a lot of fun just because I don't know. I, I was just didn't want to go. I, I, I was really nervous just not having any wins going into next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, thanks. Cause that's how, that's, that's how your boy feels. Um, it's okay. I, I feel like I, like you're like, I feel like you're going to have that. Like, like you ever heard this song, like sophomore slump or comeback of the year. I feel like that is going to be your second season at Brescia where like, you're just going to go and just, everyone's going to be like, what the heck just happened to this program? They used to be the program that we beat pretty easy. And now they're going to, they're no one wants to play them anymore. I hope that comes true. I don't know. I don't know if my mental stability can handle it. Um, Well, I saw something of your, your teams there day and I liked it. Um, But uh, you know, it's, 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 I think for, for you guys, this isn't like a traditional spring for you coming in new and, being able to implement your system and stuff like that. Like you're playing meaningful games while trying to, you know, figure your team out, let them figure you out. I, Oh, I know it is. I have to bring up, I, I mentioned this um, uh, on, on the next part two. So next Monday um, part two of dose of Donna Fisher come out. And I brought you up Nick because we were talking about emotional intelligence from an athlete's perspective. And we talked about how like, things that coaches do on the sidelines can trigger those emotions without knowing Uh, like a kid could be feeling down in the dumps and they're going to do, and if they do something and they think that they're going to get some praise from you and they look and you're like, do something else that that can have this emotional trigger. And I was like, Oh, it's so funny. You said that because Nick just tweeted about his team scored. And instead of celebrating, he walks down (laughs) to the end of the bench and starts talking to two players about how they're going to start pressing for the rest of the game. And I was like, so like, is this something where he didn't recognize the emotional intelligence and should have let that player see him celebrate before going to talk and probably, and everybody will, everybody will have to listen next Monday when that episode comes out to hear what Donna, uh, big D Fisher said, uh, in response to that. Cause I was, I brought up, I was like, I was, I'm not trying to throw Nick on the bus. I was like, but, oh, you you can that. Throw me on the bus. I was like, but you say that. And he literally tweeted this this morning. 
so as I'm, I was like, is this an example? And well, she was like, well, it, it, well, no, I'm not even gonna say what she said because you're gonna listen on Monday and, and hear it. Yeah, no, it was just, that moment was so funny because like we've been doing the Becky Burley bench camp. I, I really, I mean, I've always really liked that idea, but I think especially like being a new coach and like trying to establish a really good culture, like not only on the bench, but everywhere. Like I think having a lot of documented evidence of it is really good. And I was like, oh, I'm curious, like what the reaction on the bench was scores. And from the players, it was so great. Like all our players are super excited, screaming, jumping, things like that. And I like look and I'm like, my immediate reaction is like literally no reaction. And then go to talk to our backup forward. Who's not a backup forward. We're just, we, we were trying to bring a stronger group off the bench about how I needed her to press. And I was like, in this specific system that we were playing against, I was like, I'm so lame. Like I, this is my first goal that I've ever coached for St. Mary's. And I celebrate by telling the next forward that we have coming on about how I want her to press. Like I'm the most lame coach of all time. Well, you're, you're definitely no Kai Edwards and, and Mario. Fiennes. That was incredible. Like I should have put the, you should put those side by side, like how, how to celebrate and how actually <laughs> not to celebrate in the exact same video. I thought it was funny because so when that video came out, soon as soon as uh, Southern Utah posted it, I saw that they had edited out the landing or not landing of Mario. And so I was like, Hey, this is all great. I love the energy but did you cut it because Mario didn't stick the landing? And he responded real quick. Cause obviously I tagged him. I'm not, I'm not subtweeting here. I'm like, no, yeah, no, we, we know those guys. Like we're tagging so, the crap out of you. Uh, so I tagged him and he was like, no, I stuck the landing. And I was like, well, your video doesn't show it. And kudos to Mario. He went out and got the unedited film <laughs> and got the clip and posted for everybody. And it was just like so close, but there was a point I try, I think I, I think I even like freeze framed it or screenshotted it and post it. But there's a point that like one leg is pointed towards the ground for Mario. Like he's like, he's almost about to land. And yeah. the other leg is like completely not parallel is not the word, but like he's making a right angle with his legs. And that's the point where I was like, there's no way he stuck it, but kudos to Mario. Mario's that now been really ugly. Yeah, after seeing that scenario, again, haven't seen Mario play basketball, but Mario's redrafted into my team. I don't know who I'm cutting yet, but Mario's back. You're, you're, uh, you're not back in, you're in. Dude, his vert was legit. I just, when, he, when I noticed that, like, so when I, I, I wanted this, like, sports science breakdown of Kai's run, and because he looks like a defensive end, like, bending around the corner. And when he starts stutter stepping a little bit, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. And then Mario comes out of nowhere on the screen. And the first moment I watched it, as soon as I saw them both jump up, I was like, this is going to be bad. And I instantly started thinking about those like bouncy balls that you can get into and just run at each other. Um, and then unfortunately, Mario proved us that uh, it didn't happen. But I love the fact that it gave me an opportunity to play my video of my man, Big E, talking about watching two big beefy men bumping meat. Uh, and it was, it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. All I want to know is like, why isn't Maggie Sherman in on that celebration? You Where, know, I, that was where's our girl at. Where's right, our girl at? Right. Um, she probably was smart. And, and cause like if Kai Edwards is running, I'm, I don't think I'm going to run at him. Oh, I don't know if I'm chest bumping Kai Edwards. Like I, like I'm not a very husky dude. If, if people have seen me, and uh, that would not end well for me either. Yeah. So I think, I think Kai, probably, Kai's yoked. 
Like you, he, he, like I remember when he used to, like, he was posting videos of him doing pushups with the baby a few times. And it's like, yeah, no, he's, he's yoked. I don't, that's not a fight I want to take. So it was, it was probably smart of her not to get in on that. Yeah. All right. I forgive you, Maggie, but like, you should be somewhere <laughs> in the video next time. Just like, right. like, I don't know. Pop in just on camera and be like, what's up? Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, no oh. one saw the action that me and Sean just did there. Yeah, but it's okay. We, it's okay. We did. For sure, for sure. We got a super cool interview this week. Uh, we actually recorded this back in January at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. That was virtual. It was so much fun. Uh, every year, we like to do our top soccer show with our boy, Sean Dan Hauser. Uh, big, big soccer chat friend. Big, big soccer chat supporter. I was thinking of this too. Is, is he coming to the wedding? Sean Dan Hauser? Yeah. I, he has not RSVP'd yet, but oh, I'm gonna tell. Not everyone has though. We still have we still have a vacant 480 RSVPs. So there's only 190 confirmed people at the wedding so far. So did you did you guys remember my my theory of like only a third of what you invite will show up? I, we are kind of guessing like 60 percent. Oh, okay. Okay. I think we're gonna get to 400. That would be my. That's a kind of our guess. Gotcha. 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 Um, so I, and I don't know why I was mowing the yard today. I was like, oh, I wonder if Sean Danhauser is going to go to this wedding. Um, but then I thought <laughs> Nick's invited everyone. Of course he's going to be there. Um, but, uh, you know, this was a, a pretty special convention for Sean. Typically uh, Sean comes on the show and brings some of the top soccer coaches uh, from convention with him. Uh, but this year we, we did a, a little bit more special thing for Sean because um, we go on and on and on about Sean being the best top soccer coach and the top soccer coach of the year and whatnot. Um, but at uh, convention this past January, he literally was named uh, top soccer coach of the year. Uh, and we were super, super happy to have Sean on with us and, you know, just such a, such a great guy. And he's, you know, kind of inspired me to kind of do the things I've done recently um, cause I know like on this show, we haven't really talked about the, the upcoming Australia trip for, for my squad, but like between him and, and Pete Nowakowski, like that was one of the reasons why I was super pumped about our Australia trip of going to work with the national blind team and getting to work with adaptive soccer players while we're over there and getting that experience for our players. And it's because of Sean, uh, and Sean introducing me to Pete and, you know, really, kind of showing me the side of adaptive soccer that I had not seen before. Cause we don't have it in our area. Um, you know, I only got to experience it when we were in Michigan, but Sean's just a super, super, super cool guy. Dude's lost a ton of weight. You want to talk about yoked. Like Sean Danhauser is like, he's ripped now. Uh, and that was kind of the cool thing of seeing him during this, uh, during the zoom call that we did is, you know, this dude's gotten himself in shape. He says the quarantine has been very, very good to him. And if you haven't seen a picture of him lately, it has, it has. And uh, Nick, I think, you know, in honor of Sean, you talked about you, you were trying not to lose all of the games in conference. I think Sean Dan Hauser would want you to go to your team and say, Hey, we're just trying to win all the soccer games. It's all we want to do is just win all the soccer <laughs> games. And uh, with that, we have a really, really awesome episode. Uh, this is always scrolling back to January at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. It's the good brother. Sean
Soccer chat is legit next level right now. Streaming at the same time as we're doing this. Uh, you know, we've tried doing this in the past at convention and sometimes it just never works because the Wi-Fi signal is, is what it is sometimes of everybody getting on it at uh, convention. But, uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be uh, a convention without our good friend, Sean Danhauser from Top Soccer. Uh, probably like the best show we do at convention every year and something that we also take a lot of pride in uh you know being able to give a platform uh to the disability allies uh and and uh your advocacy group never can say that word right um but uh you know sean it was a big uh week for you uh you know we've always said that you're the top soccer coach of the year in our hearts all the time but you literally now are the top soccer coach of the year. Congratulations, my friend. Well, thank you very, very much. Um, I, you know, there's got to be a soccer chat effect going on because I remember you uh, willing Nick into coach of the year uh, early, or, you know, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, just keep you, you by uh, just keep giving us a voice and uh, shouting my praises. Um, looks like uh, it looks like it works, folks. So I, it's uh, you know if you don't know if you don't know Mr. Soderling or Mr. Rizzo, you you probably better. Your life will change for the better. You're probably the only person to ever say that because I'm very certain that Nick's fiance nor my wife would would say would probably say the opposite of that. I, I'm sure they would. <laughs> so um, you know you've had um, so much going on this week. I know at the digital platform. Um, you know, you all have been able to host a lot more sessions than normal. You've been able to, to re be, have a, a booth at Zoom um, for people coming in. So really kind of like what's your week been? We'll talk about the award ceremonies because you also got another award as well. But like, you know, for you as, uh, you know, with, with your advocate, advocate, I will never say that word again, with your group, um, you know, what's kind of this week been like for you all? So uh, busy, very busy, but it's uh, a good busy because um, – as you can imagine, within the, the disability uh, community, there's a lot of voices. Um, so it's not just uh, the intellectual disabled. It's the, you know, it's the physically disabled. It's, it's deaf players. It's blind players. It's, you know, you name it. Uh, we've got, you know, a, a, a community within a community um, that we are trying to uh, create some awareness for so um the the platform itself is typically at, at a convention we'd have maybe one meeting maybe two and we try to get people to join us for that maybe a social event but there isn't a lot of uh opportunity for education and awareness um this platform has allowed us to have two or three sometimes more um uh interviews uh, displayed through our exhibit hall booth every day. And you, you, even after the, you know, that particular day, we can upload those previous interviews so that if you missed one, you can go back and see it and see all the others. So we probably have about 12 to 15 pieces of content uh, throughout the whole week that we're pushing out. 
And, um, you know, so it was a lot of work getting that all done and, you know, and I didn't do it alone by any stretch. Uh, certainly I got to give mad props to, uh, Kate Ward, who is our, uh, advocacy group chair. Um, but Shannon Hartinger as well, who is a, a good sister, uh, of mine that, uh, did a ton of work as well. And, uh, you know, even when one of us is being highlighted, the other two are behind the scenes pulling strings to make them look good. So um, it's been uh, it's it's been great. Uh, I haven't been able to attend a lot of sessions live as they're happening, um, but you know, another added byproduct of this new uh, virtual uh, uh, convention is that I'm getting up early, hopping on the treadmill, and playing. Um, playing the previous sessions from the day before. So, you know, I'm staying, I'm actually seeing the presentations I would normally miss altogether. I think Nick mentioned that the other day in the, um, in the social event you had, which was super fun. Thanks for putting that on. Um, but yeah, you'd have to choose between maybe two or three things you'd want to do and you couldn't do them all. You'd have to pick one and cross your fingers that it uh, turned out well. Um, but now uh, this year, we're able to see everything, which is really cool. But uh, it's really given us an opportunity, um, hopefully to expand our audience a little bit and get some uh, people involved that uh, maybe were th you know, on the fringe thinking about getting involved. And if this helps them take that next step forward to join our group, uh, you know, it's a success for us. Yeah, I think Sean even mentioned it the other day too, where I think not having it this year is just going to make convention next year just that much more insane with like the amount of people that I think might like this might have been like like the gateway drug for him to like want to go to the next like thing. And so I think it'll be just very fun, and especially for groups like you that are doing such a positive thing, but maybe like if people are choosing between sessions, sometimes they might not get the opportunity to see some of the stuff that you guys do. It will encourage them to be like, oh man, those are actually ones that I need to get to the next time I go. What it, what has been some of um, like the sessions that you've really enjoyed that you've been able to see so far? Uh, let's see. Um, I enjoyed the Jesse Marsh one this morning. Uh, I'm talking about his leadership style. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because he's, um, you know, he's, he's from like Racine Kenosha. So he's kind of a somewhat of a local boy for us around here. Um, and, uh, it's great to see him do so well and, uh, you know, and, and succeed from not a soccer hotbed either. Um, I mean, he was close to Milwaukee, but not that close. Um, but, uh, trying to think of some of the other ones that I really, really liked. Um, yeah. It wasn't the Liverpool one, but there was the, uh, I, I, I thought the Ajax one was interesting. Um, I'm not sure I got, it went very deep. I would have liked it to go a little deeper than it was, but um, just seeing the way that uh, they, they do things and their core values, how they're expressed uh, in it, it was very slick compared to uh, a number of the other ones. Um, I don't know if either you saw the, the, the Barca uh, presentation, um, maybe a little too heady, for me, I think the guy got paid by the syllable, um, but uh, it was it was still interesting, um, thought provoking, um, how they orient around the ball versus uh, around the field, so to speak. Um, so it's you know I know that I'm going to walk away from every single session um, with at least one thing, 
which is really cool. And, you know, and I, and I tend to work with, you know, younger age kids. Um, and, you know, and certainly I have to, um, adapt what we're doing probably to a lower level than a lot of other coaches, but, um, I still have that desire to, um, be, a, a, you know, an excellent coach and, you know, somebody that could hopefully one day maybe coach at a, you know, at a, you know, a collegiate level as well. So just keeping my mind, um, you know, in tune with what the thought leaders are doing, um, is, is something I really, really enjoy. For you and like what you're trying to do with your um, athletes, is there something, was there a particular one that you're like, man, this is something I can take away and use with the athletes that I'm working with back home? Uh, So it's uh, not as much as you might imagine. Um, A lot of these uh, sessions are geared towards very, you know, very tactical in nature. Um, We don't get into a lot of tactics. We, we do some very, basic decision-making most of the time with our uh, top soccer players, but we do have a few players in every program um, that are higher functioning that want a little bit more. Um, uh, Sean Addison from Indy premier did a field session with his group. Um, I took a few, few things away from that, that he did that were uh, decision-making related that I thought were excellent. So uh, having him uh, on, I, I, I always learn from him, which is great. Um, but, uh, you know, everything adds up, you know, everything, you know, little nuances, you know, locks and pins uh, start to fall into place. And um, it, uh, it, you know, it, 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 it enhances me overall as a coach. And I think that it, you know, it bears fruit later. Um, when I come up with what I think is a genius idea, but is really just, you know, an accumulation of things that, um, you know, I overheard uh, at one of these sessions. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just going to uh, switch my background to something more feasible. There we go. I was tripping out. I was loving it. Flickering was killing me. So <laughs> I'd be killing the rest of everybody else, too. So... No, that's awesome. Um, and give us a little bit of like how your last year went like to like, I mean, obviously like a big award, um, this week, but what were some of the things that were different about this past year? We saw you in March, obviously. Um, and then literally that weekend was the last weekend that any of us had a normal life. Um, like it was literally that weekend, like the, I think it was, yeah, you had that thing on Friday and And then then week. Everything I think shut down. Yeah, because like I think we found out the NBA canceled like at the award banquet. Like I'm pretty sure like we found that out, and then everything trickled after that. So obviously, like for coaches, there's always unique challenges when stuff like that happens. For you, it's had to have been almost taken to another level. And I saw some of the things that you did to like adapt. Because one of the, one of the things that you I remember you saying was that like facial expressions are so important to the people that you're working with in the mask is it provides so you ended up getting those masks where they could actually see your face and stuff like that and what what types of challenges did you come across working with the athletes that you work with and how were you able to adapt and overcome some of those difficulties yeah so um it, it was uh, it hit us especially hard in that uh we immediately lost our uh, um our field 
we played we played indoor at a high school they just shut it down for everybody so had to go searching for a new field I, I couldn't get it done in time for the spring um and, and everybody was just being ultra conservative about you know doing anything um so i did my best to try to provide some some training content via twitter and facebook that my players could could do um got the other two coaches together and we actually put together um, little packages for all of our players with cones and balls and, and a couple other small things. And we, we hand delivered those to all of our players. So we just kind of divvied them up and spent a couple days of making a few trips out. And that was really great. I mean, we were super careful word on mass and, you know, and dropped it off at the door, but just having a little connection um, with our players was super impactful, not only for them, but for their parents as well, just to, you know, create some comfort um, because a lot of our kids didn't quite understand what was going on. All they knew is nobody was letting them play soccer. And, you know, that was really depressing for, for some of them. So it, it was really, we had to step up just in communication. Um, and we tried to do that through social media as much as possible. And, um, you know, in the summertime, we had a couple of uh, uh, big events that we always like to host with Illinois Youth Soccer and had to pull the plug on those. And it was just, you know, you kept waiting for things to, the, for the tide to turn. And we had all these things planned. I'm like, well, I don't want to pull the plug on this yet. And then we, you know, you get about a month out and you're like, it's not going to happen. So we have to pull that plug too. So it was, super depressing to me as a coach, not being able to uh, execute on any of the things that I had to put all the work into anyways, on the mere chance that it might happen. Um, and then by fall, um, we did, we did find some, um, some green space. So we were able to hold uh, our sessions, but you know, we left it up to the families and said, what's your comfort level? If you feel comfortable, come on out. We'll, we, you know, we got all the PPE, we'll follow all the protocols. And we got about half the kids that we typically do. Uh, we tried our best to, to social distance, um, which was very challenging. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I think we all agreed though, even though it was an, a, a lot more work and having to lug all our equipment, you know, back and forth um, to the field and back, um, it, which not atypical for a lot of coaches. Uh, we just have more adaptive stuff to bring with us. Um, but we all agreed that some soccer is better than no soccer and the families all appreciated it. And even the parents that didn't participate even sent a few notes and say, Hey, thanks for doing this. You know, you hopefully we'll feel better about the situation next season. Um, and, and we'll take part. So, you know, spring season's coming up. I think what we're going to do is probably normally we would start in uh, late March, early April. I think we'll probably push it back a month, you know, to, you know, just to be safe, um, add a little added safety and maybe, you know, and if, you know, you, you grew up in the Chicago area, Nick, so you know that the entire month of April is a wash anyways, because it does nothing but rain and you can't practice anyways. Um, you know, we're pretty sure we'll be outside again. Uh, but, uh, you know, by May, hopefully the, you know, the ground will be dry. The, it'll be a little warmer out, uh, which, which should help. Um, but uh, just, uh, you know, just trying to find ways to make it work in a safe way. You know, a lot of our, a lot of the coaches you guys talk to um, doing the exact same things. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, in, in, in the Chicago area and, you know, 
45 minutes away, you know, my, my friends in Indiana are, are, are holding sessions, you know, are, are, you, is that a, are you trying to, no, I'm just jealous. Is that a shot? <laughs> yeah, a shot. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it just goes to show you how, you know, depending where you're at, it's, that impacts everything too. I'm in a major metropolitan area. It, you know, it's, it's going to be more stringent. Um, but you know, it was just like, Oh man, my friends are playing. I'm not playing. This sucks. Yeah. You know, um, good for them. I'm happy for them. Um, you know, I feel, feel bad for me. Woe is me. But, uh, um, you know, it, it definitely pushed us into a new, you know, uncomfortable zone. And, that's not all bad either because, you know, we're, we're used to adapting to change, adapting to our players. So bring it on, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not scared of it. Um, we'll find a way to make it work. Even if it, uh, it may slow us down a little, but it'll never stop us. Well, we got some comments in our, uh, our Facebook live. Um, let's see. It's so far away. I want to say it's Christy Westerkamp says Freeport pretzels. Yes. Represent. <laughs> Uh, she wanted to send uh, her congratulations. Uh, our good friend from uh, last year in Baltimore, Stacy Leonidas. Uh, oh, Sean yeah. Denhauser, what a guy. Uh, Ronnie Andrew said, hey, y'all, true to form, I'm late to the party, but also agreed that it was frustrating watching um, others doing their sessions. Um, but, uh, you know, what's, let's kind of get into, uh, you know, for you personally, because uh, I know, you know, you're, very humble, you know, it's always about the kids and stuff like that, but you know, what a year this has kind of been, um, to where, you know, like Nick was brought up, you know, in March, we all were together and, you know, you had nominated uh, soccer chat for an award for the Illinois top soccer partner of the year. Um, and you know, I've always said like, you need to get more recognition and you always kind of put it aside, but you know, this week, two big awards, uh, let's start off kind of talking about the whole uh, top soccer national coach of the year. I know it was something that uh, when it was finally announced, you, I could tell you were pretty, pretty uh, happy and proud about it. It's uh, definitely, um, yeah, I'm, I'm honored. Um, there's a lot of great top soccer coaches out there. Um, certainly don't put myself above any of them, but uh, not going to lie. It, it felt really good to be honored in this way um, by my peers. You know, I was nominated by my peers, which, uh, which is awesome. And um, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of a cherry on top when, you know, you, you receive an award like that and, you know, and then to double down, with an award from the United Soccer Coaches as well for, um, uh, you know, award of excellence from the Disability Allies Committee for, you know, the work that I've been doing. Again, peer nominated. And, um, I, you know, it's, you know, I, I jokingly said this, this is going to sound awful. I'm like, I won the double, you know, and, uh, yeah. and uh, it's, uh, you know, where do I go from here? Um, it, no, it's, it's amazing. Um, to be recognized like this, it's what's even better than the award is um, hearing hearing from people, you know, that they think it's well deserved. And uh, just, you know, I I work, you know, I don't I don't think that much about what I'm doing. All I know is I could do more all the time. And um, just knowing that other people see that and appreciate that. Uh, means the world to me and um, in a world full of people that I, you know, 
you know, want to emulate so much. It's so nice to hear that people think I'm doing good stuff. Well, Stacey Lee and I just wanted to let you know that it's 5 a.m. where he's at. Stacey, we, we appreciate you being up this early. Stacey's in my inner circle of, of super close uh, coaches that, uh, um, that I lean on uh, for um, when, when I have questions about coaching and I question where I want to go, Stacy's one of those guys that has been, um, you know, he's, he's, he's closer than a, a friend. He's a brother to me, um, uh, him and like Kirk Brazo. Um, and there's a bunch of others, uh, but uh, for him to, to pop on like that, that's, that's pretty darn cool. He didn't have to wake up to do that. And he, you know, <laughs> we, um, you know, we, we always try to put like the right words into, you know, things that we want to, we want to let people know. And, uh, you know, for me, as I kind of talked to you earlier about, you know, my wife's comment, and I think it's, it hits dead on what I think not just my wife, but I think Nick, myself, everybody at soccer chat, anybody who knows you uh, would say, so I'm going to take my wife's words. Uh, she did use the 100 emoji, uh, which I, I'm under, I think that means she agrees with me. Um, she says, I deeply admire Sean for being a man driven by purpose constantly advocating for special populations to have equal access to the sport. So awesome hand clap emoji. And I think that's the thing that draws all of us to you is we see your passion. You know, you're super, super passionate about soccer. You're also super, super passionate about getting everyone involved in the game, no matter what their situation is. Um, you know, you mentioned before kind of uh, on, on our show with you, which seems like it was, I mean, it probably was four years ago, but, you know, for those who, who are, you know, maybe they're just now getting to know who Sean Danhauser is, you know, kind of go back to that beginning. Cause I, I know it was kind of wor working with your son, Jake, that yeah. got you uh, to start your, your local top soccer program. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, my youngest son, Jake um, has autism and uh, I have two older uh, kids as well. Um, neither of them liked soccer even a little bit, which absolutely broke my heart. Um, but when Jake was finally, you know, uh, around seven, eight years old, I'm like, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe he'd like to play. And I started looking around for a place for him to play. Um, there was a local Special Olympics team, but it was, it was for older, uh, you know, older, much older kids, even young adults, uh, even grown, grown adults. So that wasn't really an option for him uh, to be a part of that team. And then I was aware that USU soccer had a program called top soccer. So I reached out to the state association, Illinois youth, and just said, Hey, you know, where are these programs? I want to get my kid playing. And they're like, we don't even have one. And I said, well, that's, uh, that's got to change. I'm going to start one myself. And uh, what I basically did is I went to um, Jake's kind of peer group that he does, you know, some therapy with. And I just got all the parents together and said, if I start a soccer team, will you guys join it? And they, to a T, they're all like, yeah, let's do this, you know? And then it just captured my, 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 uh, my fire. Um, I'm like, there needs to be so much more of this. And uh, while I started building my own program, and I think at the high watermark, I had about 50 athletes, uh, which is a good size program. Um, you know, uh, Illinois Youth Soccer saw what I was doing. They're like, hey, can we ask you to help grow the programs throughout the state, you know, we'll, we'll support you in any way that we can. And, and they've been wonderful. So it was just, just seeing a need that was not being addressed 
and you love this game. I love this game. Everyone listening loves this game. Why wouldn't I want some, anybody to have access to this game? Because it's it's given me so much, and um, I just want to have that for, for everybody. For sure, for sure. And, you know, you mentioned, um, so, you know, still kind of taking in convention. I know you've been sitting at your exhibit hall booth um, for the disabilities um, allies uh, table. And, you know, you, you mentioned to us, you know, you were on this morning watching the Jesse Marsh session. In working with adaptive soccer and, and with top soccer and in the various forms um, of adaptive soccer, what are the things that you, when you're watching a session, whether it's with a Jesse Marsh about leadership or it's, uh, you know, with Yale Averbush West talking about, uh, you know, self-training and things along those lines, what is it that you look for when you're at a session that you say, hey, I, I can take this back to top soccer or we could add this to some form of adaptive soccer? Um, I'm always looking for those, um, I'm sorry, uh, those personal stories. I know what that alarm means. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love hearing about coaches, actual experiences, not just their methodology. Um, you know, knowing that they've been through the, the cauldron and how they came out. And I love hearing about the, the failure. Okay, and, and, and that's how I solved the, the, the pie, the number pie. Uh, so. Yes. God, you are so incredible. So incredible. Well, I know that you've got uh, your social for uh, uh, the Disabilities Allies group uh, come up here in a little bit, so we'll, we'll let you get out of here. And, um, but, man, thanks so much for stopping by with us, as always. Um, you know, I, I, I still say one of my, my happiest moments since we started doing the show live at convention was you showing up to Chicago with the Nick Rizzo t-shirt uh, and, and had him autograph it. It was the highlight uh, of that convention for me. And I think it was also the highlight of convention for, uh, for Nick that year too. Absolutely was. <laughs> I think he's, and he's frozen. That's how much of a moment is that his, his, uh, his thing lags. Uh, as we just had Sean Danhauser on with us, uh, you know, the uh, 2020, uh, national top soccer coach of the year, good friend of the show. Go follow him. I, I, I can do his plug for him. Uh, go find him on Twitter at, at tops, T O P S, Coach Sean, S H A W N. I won't fault him for that. Um, and, and go check out everything he's doing uh, with top soccer in Evansville. If you are in Evansville, in, in Addison, um, if you are interested in a top soccer program, uh, there's no better person to contact to help you get that started uh, than Sean Danhauser. Sean's helped start so many across the country. It's spreading like wildfires, um, and he's just he's done such a good job. Again, Sean's is a guy that we can't say enough amazing things about. When we look at the soccer community and all we want to, we want, we want to really build up the people that just have a level of selflessness that inspires all of us to be better coaches and better people. I truly feel that Sean is one of those people that we need to constantly build up and put forward because the things he does for the soccer community, not only with 
the special needs groups, but with the youth groups that he works with. I mean, he's, he's just a person that needs to be at the forefront of what we're trying to do. And again, he, he sincerely wants, makes me want to be a better coach. Yeah. And just the way the guy can build you up and make you feel really good about yourself uh, is, is, is impeccable. And I still feel like, there's no reason that Nick and I should have gotten any type of award. Um, but you know, here's the things that this guy does to go out on a limb and really promote top soccer, uh, tries to get people involved, uh, does a really good job of it. I believe before pandemic, his goal, I think that year for 2020 was to start 20 new top soccer programs or like in 2019 it was, and he like got it. Um, and you know, if you want to start a top soccer program, Sean's the guy to reach out to, uh, because he's, he's got all the information. He's going to help you out. He's going to get things going and just such a, such a super, super dude. And I think the cool thing for me is that my wife met him for the first time at the Illinois U soccer convention, uh, or awards gala when, uh, Nick and I got the, uh, community partner top soccer award, uh, that Sean presented to us and through like that and hearing his episodes, my wife was like that is what a good dude is. Like, <laughs> that's a really good dude. And, and then like, you know, getting to hang out with him after the awards gala for a little bit before he had to fly out. Uh, you know, they got to chat for a little bit and like, she even walked away after that. Like when he left, she was just like, that's an, that's an incredible human being right there. Like the, he's so incredible. Uh, so, you know, I always tell people if, my wife gives you that type of compliment. Like you're the truth. You're absolutely the truth. So, you know, kudos to Sean. He's such a, such a good dude. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, thankful to you uh, because of the show, you know, I've gotten to know Sean now uh, and, and consider everybody. And every time that I am in his area, anytime I'm working in the camps in Schaumburg, he always shoots me a text message. We try to get together for dinner uh, or go out for drinks, or whatever. And he's just, uh, he's just such a good dude. And I think, uh, you know, there's some, some big things that are getting ready to happen with him. I just feel like there's, I don't know like what all he's got planned to do, but something big's going to happen for Sean Danhauser when it comes to coaching soccer. Cause the dude absolutely deserves it. 100%. No, again, he's just another person that we, the, that we're just, we're so lucky to, Call our friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we haven't done this in a while, but Nick, you want to, anybody you want to give a shout out to for the week? Oh, oh gosh. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was going to give a shout out to my t-shirt people today. Um, uh, you know, I just saw that and was like, yo, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, obviously people uh, cannot see what you're wearing, but <laughs> I will define it out. Nick has a black t-shirt on that has, I don't, those aren't parentheses. What is that? What is the actual name of that? Are those ampersand? No, I don't. They're, ampersand they're is like the, the and sign. Yeah, they're like the box parentheses. Yeah, we'll go with that. The brackets. box. What is Bra- it? They're brackets. Brackets. Okay, so it's a it's a black t shirt with white brackets, kind of small on the chest, and it says yeah dot 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 dot. But now I can't see it. Oh yeah dot dot dot. I support Black Lives. Love it. Fat. Great shirt. We well, it was from um, the. Duktig, uh, like there with the event that they hosted, um, for the United soccer coaches like that, like, um, Oh, sorry. No, it was the event that we hosted, um, with Becky Burley. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they, um, they were the sponsors, silver, but gold check out there. I, I, I wish I had the exact website pulled up. I could probably find it really quick. 
Give me a second. We can edit this out later. No, we're keeping it. Do, do, do. Oh, gosh. Shout out Lauren Hutchison. Do, 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 do. Okay, so it's, oh. it's, so it's no www. It's silverbuttgold.com. Like that's that's exactly what it is. No no www dot. It's just http colon backslash backslash silverbuttgold dot com. And uh, I remember we met them that night. Um, and I actually in my breakout group, I had two of. Uh, both Laura and um, gosh, why am I forgetting your name? It's so long ago. I feel really bad for missing this, but uh, two of the people that were um, that helped with the company. And so I just really liked what they had. And again, I, I think a lot of what they said is just having visibility for support and things like that. And so I bought this shirt and, and it's one, it's super comfy. So definitely get, it also is like really tight around the arm. So it makes me feel like I have oh, bigger muscles than it. Oh, here it is. It makes me feel like I have bigger muscles than I do too, which is like another another huge plus to this one. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So uh, speaking of uh, tight shirts and big muscles, I was uh, out shooting hoops the other night and your boy was draining them. And I was like, Nick does not want any of this. Oh, I want all the smoke. <laughs> I want all the smoke. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody's going to have to, we're going to have to find a court uh, on the day of your wedding. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have to play. I don't care if you're in wingtips or cowboy boots or in a tuxedo. <laughs> we're going to get a pickup game going in the streets of Iowa. Um, and There's outdoor cards. We'll find one. Oh, absolutely. I will bring the ball. I've got, I've got plenty here that we can use. Uh, and we'll, we'll get that game going. Who are you, who are you, who are you picking? Of, of the people that you know are going to the wedding, who are you picking in your five? Well, I have to stay with Dawn because she was already on my team. That's fair. Uh, I'm going with Ian Wilson. I mean, I that's, that's, he's a big I boy. If, I don't know if he can shoot, but Ian's a big dude. Yeah. Plant him in the post. No, no, no. He sent us pictures of him dunking when he was in college. He has done that before. Uh, and, um, but I think like, I don't know who's all going to a wedding other than like our friends. So, like, I'm just going to pick our friends. Cause they're the only people that I know that's going. That's fair. I'll, I'll allow you to like do some research and then you can, you can figure out no, who's man, going to I ain't picking teams. It's one-on-one. <laughs> one on one. Fair enough. That's why I'm gonna be. You're gonna be in dress shoes. I'll be in J's. That's okay. So, uh, no, super super awesome uh, chat with Sean. Uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, dose of D uh, with Donna Fisher. Uh, we're going to the the hope is to get Nick on on three and four because I get tired of hearing myself chat uh, with Donna. Uh, even though I think I I help her feel a lot smart. I, I help her feel smarter uh, with some of my dumb questions, but uh, you know, as we, we will mention on the, on the next episode with Donna um, you know, part three, we're going to kind of go more into the emotional intelligence side of the coach and athlete again. Cause there's so many more questions I have about the athletic side, uh, but we'll, we'll divide, we'll divulge into that. And then part four is where everyone who's listening to this send in questions for Donna, uh, ask her anything about emotional intelligence, about the, the episodes that she's done so far. And she's going to answer those questions for you uh, on the dose of Big D. And so much that uh, Don and I were chatting the other day, and she's wanting to try to do a live episode of Dose of Donna Fisher. And she wants it to be a happy hour. And I was like, sign Nick and I up. We will be there. That's one thing you can always count on us for. Absolutely. Happy hours. Happy hours. Indeed. It's crazy to think about. We're super far away, but 
we're already having discussions about Kansas city for the United soccer coaches convention. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. And there's just so much more, more, more uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, you know, school's wrapping up for some people. I know our school's done in about three weeks, four weeks. Uh, our season is actually going to be done today uh, when we have our final team meeting. Uh, Nick, to you guys, you've got a few games left, I believe. Uh, and, and we're all going to be watching. I'm going to have some free time now, so I'm going to be watching. Uh, except for the fact that I have Quinn's soccer team. I'm also helping out with uh, Quinn and Duke's thing with our club. So I'm still still sticking in the coaching thing. So you guys will get to hear me rant each week about um, my lack of ability to coach in the U6 division. Uh, but hey, like I said earlier, we may have given up a you know, there were two things that we've been doing in practice that we did not do tonight. And in practice, when we scrimmage teams, we've been really, really aggressive defensively and we score a lot of goals. Two things which we did not do tonight. However, however, you have never seen a U6 team build out of the back like the neon green team does. And so, you know, we may catch a lot of heat, but man, can we build from the back? It's it's absolutely incredible. Nick, if somebody's wanting to chat with you, man, how can they get a hold of you? At Coach Enrizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. You can join the conversation every single Wednesday night. Just follow the hashtag soccer chat at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Just invite yourself on there. Yeah, invite yourself and tag some friends to join along. You can submit your questions just by making sure that you use the hashtag soccer chat. Shout out to our friends over at Duke Brand. Use the promo code soccer chat at checkout. Get yourself a sweet discount. Shout out to our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. Shout out to our friends over at Michigan Soccer Central for all the things you need in professional and amateur soccer going on in the state of Michigan. Man, it's super, super crazy, but springtime's here. It's almost summer. It may be summer, I guess. It's kind of close to it, but we've got plenty of soccer coming to you over the next few months i can't wait i'm getting back on the road recruiting this weekend and i'm going to be on the road till like mid-june i got like two weeks off then i go back on the road and i'm not done until august 5th i can't wait i'm excited and hopefully i'll see some of you all there i'm going to be at the blue chip this weekend so if you're going to be in the cincinnati area come holla at your boy uh i will be there and, and hopefully catch some of you and, and get some pictures and and chat about all things soccer but that's what soccer chat is man it's not just a podcast it's not twitter chat it's this big ever-loving community uh of, of, of family members who we just out here trying to we just out here trying to help each other that's what it's all about that's what's like being a part of all the good brothers and good sisters he's nick i'm sean nick we'll catch you later catch you later brother